0: Thursday, May 31st, 2018, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City. We are right here in Denver, Colorado. You know, if you are tired of the same old sports talk, if you're tired of the same silly arguments and the callers that yell into their phones, you're going to like it a little more here. We try to look at the world of sports without all of that weird emotional stuff. We try not to get all excited about a certain game or performance that we have just seen and try to look at it with a little more of a common sense approach and say, hey, can we look at this logically? Do we have to get all excited and act like little kids running around getting all crazy at a birthday party? No, we don't have to do that. We try not to take any of it quite so seriously. We prefer to laugh at a lot of it. And we are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Thursday to you. We are making our way to another weekend, and that is always a good thing especially when we've only had to work two days, three days so far. A four-day week is a very, very good thing. I love these short weeks. Hey, if you would like to contact the show, let us know how your week is going. We would love to hear from you. You can, of course, email us dailydosports at gmail.com or feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. Both of those handles are at Daily If you've got a suggestion, maybe you have some feedback, maybe you need some advice. You know, I heard from a few people yesterday. Just discussing the interview that we did earlier this week with Bob Daly. My dad came on. We discussed a little bit of his racing career. Heard from a few people on texts. Heard from a few people on tweets. Genuinely appreciate the feedback that we have heard. If you haven't heard those interviews, I would encourage you, go back and check those out. But Those of you that listened, those of you that did reach out, it is very, very appreciated that you did so. That interview actually did mean a lot to me. I was really, really glad that we got to sit down and do that. Hey, we've got a lot to get to today. You know, there are a couple of stories coming out today that we've got to make sure that we cover. And, you know, the NBA Finals get started tonight. We are going to be previewing the NBA Finals as only we can. Plus, as we do on many Thursdays, we like to take a look at a few of the biggest sports media overreactions of the week. Because it seems like every single week, we are being told things that don't always make the most sense, and on Thursdays, we like to look a little closer and see if they are actually worth any of our time. And for the most part, they're not. But we'll take a look at a few of those today. A couple things coming out in the world of breaking news. First up, in Major League Baseball, Tampa Bay Rays outfielder Carlos Gomez, he is coming out against Major League Baseball's drug testing program, claiming that there is nothing random about their testing. Gomez made his comments in Spanish following a test by Major League Baseball on Tuesday. That was just three days after he came off the disabled list, and he told the Tampa Bay Times in separate comments that it was the sixth or seventh time he has already been tested in his first nine weeks this season. Here's what Gomez had to say. They tell you it's random, that they do the tests randomly, and those players who go out there go out and do a drug test. He said this in a video on a Twitter page. Until they prove to me that it's random, I don't believe it. Because for me, it's not random. They go and choose the person they want. It's not random. If it's not that, show it to me. Now, it seems that Gomez has been speaking out against all of the Major League Baseball drug testing since Seattle Mariners' second baseman, Robbie Cano, was suspended for 80 games. What was that, a week or two ago? And Gomez is saying that Major League Baseball specifically targets Latin players. Gomez is actually a two-time All-Star, and he is from the Dominican Republic. He's never tested positive for drugs in his 12th season. He goes on to say, I'm not afraid. Do all the tests you want. Keep doing it to me. But I say it clearly. It's not random because it's not, and I'm not going to keep quiet because I've earned my position here. Hey, I get what he's saying. I do. If Major League Baseball is targeting certain races or targeting certain groups, and that is the only people that they are testing, then, hey, the players' union is going to have to step in. But here is the problem. When I hear Carlos Gomez defending Robbie Cano, Robbie Cano tested positive for a masking agent. That's a problem. Hey, I give Gomez a lot of credit. He tests clean every time. But when the guys you're defending don't test clean, it doesn't help your case. Stop taking steroids baseball. Here's a question that I have for you, Daily Dose listener. Is anyone clean in baseball? Or are they just ahead of the curve? Because we're not even seeing people get popped for taking steroids. No, no, no. That's not what we're getting. We're getting people getting popped for taking masking agents. They're taking things to hide the steroids, let alone finding the steroids. We're never finding the steroids. We're just finding masking agents. Like, say I made you bet your life on picking 10 players in Major League Baseball that could test clean. Could you pick 10 players? No. How about five players? No. How about three players? Maybe. Hey, I don't know that I could. I don't know that I could pick three players that I'd be like, hey, I will bet my life that they will test clean. And again, it's not that they're testing positive for steroids. No, they're testing positive for masking agents. Carlos Gomez can have all the righteous anger he wants. I get it. He's testing clean. But when his Major League Baseball brothers test positive, it's kind of hard to feel bad for you guys when you're getting tested all the time. They should be testing every player all the time. Should they be targeting Latin players? Of course not. Should they be targeting every baseball player? Yes, because baseball is filthy, We are finding things. They are catching people. And based on that, you've got to test them all the time because those are banned substances. Sorry, Carlos Gomez. You're going to keep getting tested. Moving over to the NBA, we had a bizarre story come out in the NBA. You know, the Philadelphia 76ers had a pretty amazing season. I mean, who thought they would go to the playoffs and actually win a series? Probably no one. Probably not even them or not even their fans. But it's not all good because it seems that the Philadelphia 76ers have launched an independent investigation into the alleged Twitter habits of their president of basketball operations, Brian Colangelo, after a report surfaced saying that he was using multiple anonymous accounts, like five different accounts, to support his own work and take shots at players in the Sixers organization. An online media outlet filed a story linking multiple social media accounts to 76ers president Brian Colangelo. And these allegations are serious. They aren't just him posting some random thoughts. That's not what he's doing on these anonymous accounts. He's posting some things he probably shouldn't be posting. There's a report out by The Ringer that is citing circumstantial evidence that is showing that the NBA front office veteran was using multiple anonymous Twitter accounts. And of the posts on these accounts, he took shots at some team players like Joel Embiid, like Markel Fultz, like former 76ers player Jaleel Okafor and Nerlens Noel. There were tweets questioning Embiid's ego discussing Markel Fultz's poor shooting, and even throwing out information that a trade for Jaleel Okafor fell apart because he failed a physical. He did also call Nerlens Noel a selfish punk. Now, I'm not a lawyer or anything, but wouldn't releasing that kind of information into the public, wouldn't that be in all sorts of violations of NBA rules and team rules and Sixers rules and I mean, the Philadelphia 76ers could be in serious trouble here, and Brian Colangelo is probably on borrowed time because they're probably going to fire him very soon. He had five different accounts doing this. He had five different Twitter accounts. Kevin Durant thinks Brian Colangelo needs to back off a little bit on Twitter. I mean, that is just bizarre. Five accounts? That's more accounts than games that Markel Fultz has even played in. What are you doing with five accounts? Five accounts, that's more accounts than Ben Simmons has three pointers in his career. You get what I'm saying. What in the world is going on in Philadelphia? I know things are good in Philly right now as far as the sports town. There's some good things happening. This is one of the more bizarre stories I have seen recently. Hey, coming back, the NBA Finals begin tonight in Oakland as the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers will meet for the fourth straight year. So what should we expect this season? We're going to discuss it right after this. So let's talk about these 2018 NBA finals. You know, I get the feeling that as a country, we might not be that excited for this series. I think the TV ratings will be fine. I do. But I think it's difficult when there are only two cities truly involved in a final situation like this four years in a row. I mean, for me personally, I'm in Denver. What do I care aside from just pure basketball? I have no dog in this fight whatsoever. Having said that, and we think back to the conference finals, would anyone really prefer to see Houston versus Boston? I wouldn't. I mean, unless you're specifically a Houston or Boston fan, would you rather see Houston versus Cleveland? Oh, God, no. That's going to be a painful series to watch with all their ISO and everyone standing and watching. Boston versus Golden State, maybe, but of all the matchups that we could probably have, of all the teams that could meet in this championship, this probably is the best matchup. You have the best player in LeBron James facing the best team in the Golden State Warriors. So, who is going to win it? Now, these teams have already faced each other in the finals three times. Golden State has won two of them. This season, the Warriors won both matchups when they did see each other, but... Cleveland hadn't totally renovated their roster when these two played during the regular season. Because gone, of course, is Isaiah Thomas and Channing Frye. And the Cavs got George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood, Jeff Green, and Larry Nance Jr. So how has that trade actually changed the Cavaliers? I don't know. I guess at times they look better defensively. It's just that it's not all the time. It seems like it's some of the time. Now, both of these teams have injuries. Kevin Love sat out game seven with a concussion. I would assume he should be back. It's just a matter of him passing that concussion protocol. I would imagine he's back tonight. The Golden State Warriors have been without Andre Iguodala for a few games, and we don't know when he's going to come back. We know that he has been ruled out for tonight in game one. And we know that the Golden State Warriors are a very top-heavy team. They have KD. They have Steph. They have Clay Thompson, they have Draymond Green, and then especially without Iguodala, that bench gets pretty thin. But if they are top heavy, then like what are the Cavaliers? They're like the Egyptian Sphinx because they have LeBron James and then you have Kevin Love and sometimes you have Kyle Korver, I don't know, maybe Jeff Green or somebody, like it drops off significantly. So these are two top heavy teams. Now, just looking at this series, Las Vegas has made the Cleveland Cavaliers a 6-1 underdog. While if you were betting on the Golden State Warriors, you have 1-10 to favorites. Bet $1,000, get 100 bucks back. <laughs> Not the best bet. So Vegas is making the Warriors a huge, huge favorite. But what should we truly expect in this series? Well, I mean, while Las Vegas has proven to be the experts on predicting sporting events, we won't deny that. We trust Vegas in that way. We here at The Daily Dose have also had a moderate amount of success making predictions. And today, we are going to try our hand at it again because today, I have got some NBA Finals odds for you just in case you were looking to bet a little money. Couple of bets that you could make if you find the right bookmaker, you could make a few of these bets. Let's go through some of these Vegas odds that we have. Odds that LeBron James is going to play so well that even though the Warriors win, many will still ask if LeBron James should be voted the MVP in a losing cause. Yeah, odds on that. One to five. Again, bet $500, get $100 back. Cause I fully expect that to happen. I fully expect people to be saying, Well, yeah, I mean, the Warriors won. Maybe they even won easily. But did you see how good LeBron James played? We might have to vote him MVP. I fully expect that to happen. Let's take a look at some other odds. Odds that Draymond Green will get ejected and suspended from a game. Odds on that are actually 25 to 1. Not that great. Draymond has been reasonably well-behaved. Yes, he's had a couple of pushing and shoving incidents, but nothing too bad. So 25 to 1 on that. Kind of interesting. Odds that Draymond Green will get ejected and suspended from a game if the Warriors go up 3-1 to in this series, now that's even money. <laughs> see, and that makes sense to me. Because I could totally see the NBA stepping in and going, yeah, we don't want this to just be five games. We'd like it to go six, seven if possible. Nine if we could really do something about it. But seven is what we'll have to rest with. Odds that Cleveland Cavaliers shooting guard J.R. Smith hits a game winning basket during this series, odds on that are actually 28 to 1. I mean JR has been struggling a little bit this postseason. He's only shooting about 35% right now. Odds that J.R. Smith even knows that the Cleveland Cavaliers are in the NBA finals, four to one. Yeah, see that makes sense to me too. I can totally see him having no idea where he's even at most of the time. Odds that Golden State Warriors big man JaVale McGee Or Zaza Pachulia get any playing time in this series whatsoever, 8-1? to Neither one of them is getting much playing time this postseason. Could this be a series that we see Steve Kerr put some size inside? I think that's possible. We'll see if they get a chance to get on the floor. But McGee and Pachulia not getting much playing time right now. Odds that Warriors big men JaVale McGee or Zaza Pachulia should get any playing time ever 250 to 1. Yeah, see, that also makes sense to me. Some of these odds, you know, when you go down these Vegas books, a lot of times you can just read things and go, see, that makes sense to me. I understand it. I get it. Odds that Cavaliers sharpshooter Kyle Korver can match his output against Boston. In those Eastern Conference Finals, he hit 14 three-pointers in seven games. And hey, his shooting helped lighten the load on LeBron, especially in games four and five. So can Kyle Korver average two threes per game in these finals, odds are seven to one that he can do it. Not bad. Not bad. I could see Kyle Corver knocking down a few shots. Odds that if Kyle Corver does hit a few threes, Warriors big man Zaza Pachulia will break his ankle for him two to one. Again, sometimes these things just make sense. Odds that Warriors guard Steph Curry loses his cool at some point during this series and throws his mouth guard in frustration. Eight to three are the odds on that. I mean, I guess a lot of people are looking at this saying, hey, Golden State, they've had a few things here. They've had some frustration. We could totally see Steph kind of lose it. Odds that if Steph Curry throws his mouth guard, it hits Kevin Love and knocks him out for the rest of the series. One to three odds there. Again. Now, see, that kind of seems unfair. Why would Vegas put out odds on Kevin Love getting injured like that? Uh, It's a rubber mouth guard. It's not going to hurt him. Well, it probably will hurt him, but they shouldn't be doing that. Odds that Cavaliers big man Tristan Thompson is able to give the Cavs a lift in this series with his size inside. Odds on that are five to two. Pretty good chance. He could pose some problems inside, shot blocking, rebounding, getting some cleanup work in there. See if Tristan Thompson can be any kind of a factor in this series. Odds that Tristan Thompson gives most of his teammates and some of the spectators in the first few rows in STD three to one. Now, see, that's just mean. We don't have any idea that that's the case. There's no reason to put that out there. I don't think that needed to be said. Got just a couple more here. Odds that LeBron James blocks a shot in this series and then stands at one end of the floor admiring his handiwork like he did against 6 foot 2 Terry Rozier in game 7 against the Celtics, odds on that are 6 to 1. That's interesting because you know you did watch that. You saw the play go to the other end. You saw LeBron just kind of standing there mean mugging the entire arena. I don't know, I guess he was feeling, I don't know. Odds that if LeBron does stand and watch like that, the Golden State Warriors score nine points in that time it takes him to stop staring down everyone in the stands, two to one. So there are some of the odds coming out in Vegas right now, some of them a little bit interesting, some of them a little bit odd, you might not have heard those anywhere else, but we were able to run some of those down for you. But, you know, looking at this series, I know that Las Vegas is picking it to be a quick series, but I could see it lasting a little longer. I'm still not sold on the Warriors defensive rotations. At times, Golden State looks what is it, bored? I don't know what it is. Sometimes they don't look that interested in playing that hard. Sometimes they look stagnant on offense. I could easily see the Cavaliers picking up say game 2, maybe game 4 and stretching this into a 6-game series. I'm going to take the Golden State Warriors in 6. I think it could be a little bit longer than people are thinking especially if they do not have Andre Iguodala. If Iguodala comes back and can actually participate, then yes, a four or five game series is possible. I think if he's still out, I could see LeBron carrying the Cavaliers and picking up a win or two. I still am going to take the Warriors in six. Hey, coming back, we will take a look at some of the biggest overreactions of the week that we had this week by the sports media. We've got a couple things in the NBA to discuss and one interesting sports media story that is coming out in the NFL We'll get to those right after this. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to LootCrate.com forward slash Daily Dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. June's Loot Crate theme is out. It is called Colossal because remember, size matters. And June's Loot Crate theme is featuring characters with larger-than-life collectibles and gear you can't get anywhere else Trust us, it's going to be big. It features items from Godzilla, Marvel Comics, Ghostbusters, and Jurassic Park. But if none of those franchises interest you, be sure you stop by Loot Crate because they have a ton more. The best part about ordering is when you check out, make sure you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order just as a thank you for listening to us here at The Daily Dose. We just want to let you know that you are appreciated. So now, as we do every single week... We like to take a look around the sports world and see what sports media overreactions they might be jamming down our throats, because a lot of the things that they're saying don't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know what we're yelling about. We're going to talk about a few of those right now. One of the biggest overreactions that I have heard this past week, of course, involves LeBron James. I know you're shocked, right? But here's what the sports media is telling us. And there's some big names telling us this beating the Boston Celtics in game seven and going to the NBA finals for whatever it is, what, the eighth straight year for LeBron James? That validates LeBron James as the greatest basketball player of all time. That's what we're hearing. I've heard it from a number of people. I've heard it from some very smart media people. Look, I'm not going to go down the path of whether LeBron James is the greatest of all time. You know my opinion on that if you listen to The Daily Dose at all. He is probably the greatest athlete. I'm not sure you can be the greatest player when you have a history of not always playing hard and you don't always display the greatest understanding of the game. But I'm not going to go down that. Here is my question for this line of thinking. Here is my question when you say, hey, beating these Boston Celtics, dragging this team to the finals, this is what clinches it for LeBron James. And you know, I understand why it makes sense to millennials. I do because you haven't seen anyone else. So they look at LeBron and they say, well, I've never seen anything like this. The closest I've ever seen is like Tim Duncan or Kobe Bryant. So this eclipses what I've ever seen. I understand that. But when I hear people in the sports media world that have been around, I'm just saying they might need a little more levity than this. Because let me see if I have this straight. Plowing through the significantly below average Eastern Conference makes you the greatest of all time. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. Beating the Boston Celtics junior varsity makes you the greatest of all time? That's what clinched it for you? That's what put you over the top? I'm not sure I follow your logic. Because I would bet these same people have no idea who Jim Kelly is. (laughs) And I'm quite certain they don't have him ranked as their best quarterback of all time. But hey, he went to four straight Super Bowls. Now, some of the reason is because they're very good players. Jim Kelly, very good player. LeBron James, very good player. And some of the reason is also that the conferences that they played in at the time that they're playing, not all that great. And then I hear like Cavs coach Tyron Luce say that this was the most impressive win of LeBron's career. Again, you beat the Boston Celtics. Their average age is not old enough to buy beer in most states. I just have this one question. If that's what you think, and you say beating the Boston Celtics clinched it, that's what did it for me. Just answer this Who's the best player on that Boston Celtics team? Al Horford? 20 year old Jason Tatum? Hey, we can discuss whether or not LeBron is the best of all time, but beating the junior varsity Celtics, yeah, that's not going to clinch it for me. I'm going to have to see a little more than that. The Eastern Conference is not very good. It hasn't been very good in the past 10, 15 years. Getting through the East, That's not that great. One other NBA take that we are getting this week is the fact that Boston Celtics guard, who is already out injured, Kyrie Irving skipped game seven. And what we're hearing is that Kyrie Irving skipping the Boston Celtics game seven because he had deviated septum surgery shows that, hey, he's ready. He's willing to move on. He clearly has a lack of commitment to the Celtics. He didn't even come to the game seven game. Maybe, I don't know. But if that's the case, like, what's Terry Rozier's excuse? What's Aaron Baines' excuse? Are they not committed to the Celtics either? They didn't show up. I mean, I didn't see Rozier or Baines at the game on Sunday either. Look, I don't know why Kyrie scheduled a nose surgery then. I have no idea, but I have a guess that he never thought the Celtics would get that far without him. That's why he wasn't there on Sunday. He wasn't having the surgery on Sunday. He was recovering from the surgery on Sunday, which means he probably had it last week which means he was probably thinking I'll have it right before Memorial Day and then I can heal up over Memorial Day and then I'll start working out a little bit. He never expected the Celtics to go to Game 7 of the NBA Conference Finals, so he had the surgery. Does it mean anything as far as him sitting out? Probably not. Let's shift over to the NFL because we have one last sports media overreaction this week that I'm telling you right now doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Loud noises! We are hearing... The NFL players are going to sit out the upcoming season in protest of the new rule on kneeling during the national anthem. Now, this was put out there by a very controversial writer. And to be just completely honest, he doesn't always tell the truth. But as soon as he said it, you started to hear people on social media saying, yeah, you know what? They should sit out. This is going to be a great protest. They just sit out the season in protest of them making this rule. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You know, every 10 or 15 years, we have a collective bargaining agreement that has to be agreed on, right? And every time it happens, we see the same thing. The players ask for a ton of things, the owners say no, and then we get a strike, or we get a lockout, or we get whatever is coming that particular year. And every single time, the players ask for a ton of things, and the owners make a few small concessions, but then they just say, hey, we'll just wait it out, because you know what? Players need those paychecks. So they end up caving in on most every other item and the owners get exactly what they want. Why? Because the players have a little money, but the owners have the real money. So are players going to sit out this season in protest of this new kneeling rule? No, it's not going to happen. Do you know why? Because those players would just be replaced. And these players have to try to make money while they can. They only have so many years that they can make good money. It is absolutely ridiculous that we even pretend like, well, players should do that. That would be a great thing. If they sat out, it will not happen. And if you're a fan of the NFL, you honestly, you shouldn't even be asking the players to do that. They only have so many years they can make money. Are you seriously going to tell them they should sacrifice their playing careers for some rule that while it might have its flaws, hey, it's probably what the owners looked at and said it's best for business. Again, it's not personal. It's just business. My brother, it's always business, never personal. They have learned, kneeling for the national anthem, not that popular with their fan base. I understand both sides of it, I really do. But at the same time, if you think players are going to sit out and they're going to sacrifice their living and they're going to sacrifice their family's money so that they can make their own little protest, I've got news for you, that's not going to happen. These players need those paychecks. Because they don't have all the money that those owners have. The owners could sit out two or three years. Probably wouldn't even affect them because they have that kind of money. Remember, the players are rich. The owners are wealthy. Never, ever forget that. Hey, tomorrow is Friday. And of course, we will be looking at the latest and greatest in sports news. Plus, we will have our preview of the weekend in sports. There are going to be a few things this weekend that you are going to want to tune in for. And as we do on most every Friday, we will have our Daily Dose Top 5. You know that you always have to tune in for that. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to the Daily Dose every day. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the questions and the suggestions. Thank you for sharing the show. It is all very, very appreciated. Remember, if you are not subscribed to the show, just click that little subscribe or follow button wherever it is that you listen. Make sure that you will not ever miss an episode i've say thank you to jsp could not do any of this without you i will see you all tomorrow have a great thursday